Blog Talk Radio. Oh, the song came back on. What the heck? I didn't do that. That was weird. Okay, anyhow. Okay. So, I am your host, Greg Cowan. On today's show, I had audio going back into my ear, and it was freaking me out. On today's show, free agency opened 30 seconds ago, and all the trades have happened. We are going to break it all down, and we're going to lose our minds, because this is crazy. I'm joined by Kyle Rodriguez. Kyle, hi. Hi, Greg. I keep I, making the same I don't mistake. really... Go ahead. I don't really know what's going on. I, I, I can't. Uh, my hands won't stay still enough, long enough for me to type. My Twitter feed, I I think I'm missing everything and yet also seeing everything at the same time. I don't know what's going on. This is crazy. I think this is, the, this is like, I, I if you if you were interested at all in the NBA trade deadline this year, it's very similar where... It just all these moves all over the place right at once, and uh, these ones are nuts because they're all happening before the 4 p.m. deadline with all these these trades going on. Uh, Jimmy Graham going to Seattle. Uh, what are we just Nick Foles was just reported to maybe being traded to uh, St. Louis for Sam Bradford. Uh, what's the other one? There's the other one that I'm missing here. Jimmy Graham. I thought I said yeah, Jimmy Graham to Seattle. Oh, sorry, did you more. say that? I'm, I flagged out. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, oh, Nada. Hello, Nada. Everything at once. And the, the thing is, not, <laughs> not just trades, but like significant people being traded. Yeah, and player for player trades and picks, and, and oh man, it's nuts. It's nuts. Uh, we, and I haven't even seen any. It's four o'clock now. Still haven't seen any long term signings yet except for some minor guys that just popped up. Okay, so, well, this is nuts. Everyone take a, de- take a deep breath. <clears throat> the Colts have, the only official Colt signings we have are uh, Harriman's and Joe Reitz. Yes, right. and, yeah, <laughs> along with all the other re-signings that we've seen over the last few days, uh, you know, Matt Hasbeck was resigned. Matt Overton, Darius Butler was resigned yesterday, and then Joe Reitz, Joe Wrights. Joe Wrights? I think it's Joe Wrights, isn't it? I think so, but we always called him Reitz when it was actually Wrights. I, I always I get it wrong. Why and then they, everyone's why always like, "It's it's a simple it's a simple name," and I'm like, "Well, if it's a simple name, why am I getting it wrong?" <laughs> okay, so Ursay's tweeting now. Uh, the only thing that Ursay tweeted about so far that I've seen is Cam Johnson signing his tender earlier today. Oh, okay. Well, someone just retweeted him saying the earth was shaking, but it doesn't look like it's a recent tweet, so... No, no that's from a couple years ago, I think. But oh, they great. definitely applied. Great timing. Okay. <laughs> okay, so... Rumored to the Colts, we have Trent Cole... But that that's that was a done deal, and now it's not a done deal. 
and Frank Gore and Andre Johnson appear to be either sure things or going to the Eagles. I don't know. It's very confusing yeah. right now. They seem the the Johnson and Gore ones both seem like at this point like they're they're likely, but you don't really want to say it because uh, I don't want to jinx it. So that's kind of where they seem like they're heading. But uh, yeah, nothing's definitely nothing's nothing's finalized yet. Uh, the Cole one really to me seems like one that's going to be done. It's just it just seems like some chatter that okay maybe there's a few teams left that are trying to make last minute pushes. But I I think the Trent Cole one is probably probably the closest to being done. So th- this has been a really weird three-day span because there's this the legalized prostitution rule where you can go sleep with other teams and you're, you're allowed to like negotiate, but you're not allowed to sign a contract. So all weekend we kept getting reports of people signing contracts, you know, agreeing to terms but not actually signing deals. So it, it seemed like half of free agency was taken care of on Sunday and Colts fans were freaking out because – no one was linked to the Colts. And then yesterday, the worm sort of turned, and, and we see what's wrong with reporting stuff two days before free agency opens and Frank Gore changes his mind and decides to come to the Colts, apparently as a package deal with Andre Johnson. I just, everything's changed. And, and I feel like, for me, I was happy not signing anyone, but my personal outlook on what Grigson is doing really changed probably not through, I mean, these are no brainers in my opinion, but I really like the direction they're going, assuming they get anyone that they're supposed to get. The only one, and you and I talked about this offline or off air, Trent Cole is the weird one only in that. I mean, it's a need, but is he the right guy? Right. And he's like you said, it's definitely a need outside linebacker, but the, the running back and wide receiver fits with Gore and Johnson are a little more like distinct, specific roles that the Colts need to fill. The veteran guys to come in and be a bridge for the young guys, uh, guys that they can depend on. And if, if again, if Gore and Johnson were signed, guys that they're veterans that they know they can depend on for some production uh, that can kind of bridge the gap as the, the Colts young guys try and develop, uh, whether it's for wide receiver, Dante Moncrief, or Deron Carter, or potentially a draft pick. Same thing with running back, whether it's Dan oh, Aaron or, or a draft now. pick. Uh-oh, go for it. I didn't even see it yet. The Colts retain safety Mike Adams for two years. Uh, also, Frank Gore is officially a Colt, according to Charlie Arnold. Frank Gore and Andre Johnson are scheduled to arrive in, into Indianapolis on Jim Mercy's plan early this evening, according to Adam. Oh, Adam my gosh. Okay, according to Adam Schefter. And it's the real Adam Schefter, not Adarn. So. All right, so Mike Adams, that's a very good deal for the Colts to keep him around. They need him at safety. Uh, and Gore, like I said, I think Gore is a great, uh, a great deal for the Colts because I think they do need that, uh, need that veteran running back there. And I do still think they needed to draft somebody, uh, but, but he's definitely a good, like I said, kind of bridge guy. Well, Mike Adams' leverage went way up because they cut Landry, and then Sergio Brown goes to the Jaguars, and I think that the towel boy was the only guy on the roster under safety at that point. So he's probably like, hey, <laughs> what's up, <laughs> money? Okay. So it had to be done. You can't start start two rookies there. I don't know. Uh, I've seen a lot of people kvetching that everyone's too old. I like young, but you cannot, like, especially wide receiver, 
someone like Andre Johnson to me is perfect. A little healthier mm-hmm. than Reggie Wayne, which is ironic given Andre Johnson's history. Elite if he's healthy, like super, like really good if he's healthy. Uh, and perfect age to bring along what otherwise is a very young receiving core. And I um, include tight ends in that. The tight ends are really, really young. Frank Gore, you know, running back is fungible. So even if it doesn't, I don't really care. Like if, if it took, were you the one who tweeted this? No, it was uh, Matt Greco. If signing Gore is the cost of getting Andre Johnson, I'll do it. Totally worth it. And it's a, I think it's a three-year, $12 million deal. It's $4 million a year. It's, it's nothing. And he'll be more productive than Trent Richardson. Right? That's what matters. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is I don't think people saying that, uh, you know, well, there's only been so many thousand-yard rushers and whatnot after 31 or whatever else. I, you don't need Frank Gore to be a thousand-yard rusher. You don't need him to be really even a number one rusher. Uh, I think the big you, you're going to have a running back by committee again in Indianapolis. Uh, and, and Gore is going to be the veteran power back in that committee. Uh, hopefully they can get a back in the draft. I, I, like I said, I think this draft is so filled with, with depth and talent that you can get a guy in the second, third, fourth round that will be able to be either a, a number one back or a number two back in a committee going forward long term. So if they can get somebody who, especially somebody who's good in space and somebody who can, who can be a good pass catching back out of the backfield, uh, in the draft, I think that's a great pairing. And then you've got Dan Heron as the kind of the third back, who uh, who can really play either role. He can run the ball well. He can get what's there uh, from the blockers, uh, or in the in the passing game, he's he's a decent kind of elusive enough back to be productive. Not necessarily the ideal back in the passing game either. And we saw that against the Patriots. But but again, he's kind of versatile enough to fill either role if you do have some injuries. The Gore deal will be much easier to swallow than what I expect DeMarco Murray will get. So, Yes. And that's the thing. is You're going to overpay for Gore. You're going to overpay for Andre Johnson. You're going to overpay for Trent Cole, et cetera. But especially, with, like I said, with Gore and Johnson, who are bridging the gaps a little bit, these are going to be two, three-year deals. Uh, these are deals you can get out of very quickly, very easily. They're not anything that is handcuffing you long-term. And even short-term, they're not going to be that expensive. So those are the kind of you know, overpaying, quote-unquote, deals that, that, you, that they're easy to swallow. And for us, who have constantly talked about it, uh, like I said, easy to swallow. It's perfect, for, in my opinion, because you. I don't want to talk about windows here because I, I do think that, it, you know, Andrew Luck's specific window is maybe a decade, you know, from now for 10 more years if he stays healthy. But I think you have to look at his window in chunks. And this current window has two more seasons, this season and next season, before, you know, the the salary cap gets cut into when he gets his second deal. Mm -hmm. So if you can get Frank Gore and Andre Johnson on maybe front-loaded deals, I don't know what they look like, but I'm assuming they'll be front-loaded to take more cap now than later. That's per Like, you you need someone to get you over these next two years. And it's possible – with a little bit of luck that these guys are good enough to, I mean, they were in the AFC championship game. So you can argue that they don't need too much. And Andre Johnson's coming from their closest rival in the division. So I I don't think that it's um, wrong to think maybe the tight, the Texans will take a step back too. like, I'm not impressed with the division right now, (laughs) even less than I was at the start of last year. 
No, the Jaguars have made some decent moves and whatnot, but they still don't have a quarterback. And that's, I mean, that's always the question with, with Jacksonville uh, is how Bortles is going to continue to develop. And I don't think we've seen anything yet from him that, that, you know, that says that he's going to take that next step. You know, adding a guy like Julius Thomas, which is the rumor uh, in Jacksonville would be a big, you know, big help for him, especially with the growth of the wide receivers. And they've got some really uh, high ceiling wide receivers there in Jacksonville as well. Uh, but you, again, you, it's all about the quarterback. I'm trying to see. Okay, so Frank Gore is official three years, twelve million dollars. That's twelve million total, not twelve million per. Right. Looks like the Saints and Giants are talking about a Cameron Jordan trade. Hmm. People keep expecting Griggs to make a trade. I don't know. What do they have to trade? Because these look like, like you said earlier, these are kind of like football trades, player for player. You got any players you yeah, want to give well, up? Uh, well, yes. <laughs> yeah. You got any players you want to give up that are worth other players? <laughs> <laughs> is anybody is anybody going to take Trent? I mean, you know. Just... <laughs> so the, the rights deal, you and I are like the, the leader of his fan club. Well, no. But you yeah. are. We're big on on him. But it's really confusing to me. Not that I don't like the guy, because I do. But here's my issue. How did you come to the decision to sign him for, I think, more money than you signed Harriman's for, for longer? But he was never, ever good enough for you the previous three years. And they signed him to, what? It was three years for like $10 million. That's what I mean. I mean it's, it's a significant contract. Like, like, well, not huge, but yeah, it's not like huge, and it's not anything. It certainly isn't anything backbreaking or anything like that. If he didn't, wasn't to work out, but I mean, we've seen what he is. That's that's a good value contract that shows at least that that they value him, uh, and that's I mean, <laughs> that's significant, uh, and it definitely, like you said, definitely kind of goes against what we've seen from how they've used him over the last few years. Years just kind of using him as okay, well, in an emergency, you can play. And it's like, well, well, why are we not at least seeing him, you know, given Moore's chances to start? But, you know, regardless, I think it's even if you don't have him starting on the line, uh, it's really it, having a guy like that who can be kind of your sixth man on the offensive line and fill in really almost anywhere on the line in case of injury. And we all know the Colts have had plenty of injuries on the offensive line. Uh, that's a valuable piece. I, I like the guy. I don't. I like the contract. I was just really surprised. The only way I could have been more surprised is if they had given the same exact contract to AQ Shipley. Then I would have been like, what? <laughs> That's this, not uh, Right, but anyhow. I uh, No, well, I really like what they've done this so far. They stayed out of the ridiculous contracts and um, got, I think what they'll end up getting is good, good, guy, good values at positions they did need to get value at. Well, no. it's not. Uh, it sounds like the the Gore deal isn't isn't official yet because he's he hasn't arrived in Indianapolis. Him and Johnson are arriving tonight, but it seems like it's one of those things that's all but official. Uh, Andre Johnson's deal isn't hasn't really been given the same certainty yet. Um, but Jonathan Newsom did, did just tweet out Frank Gore, so <laughs> he seems excited anyway. See, I got one is given the sort of feeling that those two are a package deal, though. Right, right. And like I said, it, it, I just, they, they have nothing certain. 
And uh, there's just been less detail out there about a potential Johnson uh, contract versus the Gore deal, which is basically the same deal that Philadelphia was going to give him, but with like one million more. We, I've been expecting Grigson was saving up for some sort of move with all the cap space cleared, not bringing back Reggie Wayne and something we should probably get to, which seemed really uh, suspicious given the fact that they had $42 million in cap space when they said, we're not going to sign you. Do you think that he, he could read the tea leaves, see that Andre Johnson was going to become a free agent and this was his plan all along? Uh, maybe a little bit. There has been, just because there has been so much talk about him being cut or traded or whatnot. I don't know if that was his plan all along, but I do think that they were planning on going after some kind of possession receiver and he was, he was an option that they had considered. Um, I don't think it was a surprise to anybody when it was announced, at least, you know, anybody who's, who's in the league, uh, that Johnson was likely going to be out of Houston. And when we talked to, when I had Pat on the show on Thursday, we talked about it. I mean, this is something that's been, you know, that's been building up for the last couple of years. Uh, Johnson, you know, held out a camp, was that last year or the year before, uh, and they've had, they've definitely had their differences. Uh, and now he, he, you know, eventually becomes a, a cap casualty. How does J.J. Watt feel? I mean, I know this is off topic of the Colts, but just signed the contract, and now the best player on the offense is gone, and you bring in Brian Hoyer. This guy, I mean, he'll make lots of money, and he'll be dominant, and people will love him, but good Lord, I feel he's not going to – I don't think he's going to win anything. Right. And that – I mean, that sucks. It's one of those things, like – you love the guy. If you're a Houston fan, you love the guy and you appreciate him sticking around and, and you know, being loyal and, and obviously he's getting paid very, very well paid, although he, he definitely get paid more on the open market. Uh, but he's getting very well paid and all that. But, you know, he's – you also kind of want to see him be rewarded, you know, from a winning perspective and you know how much he works, how hard he works and how much winning means to him. But uh, still not still not ever really going to be able to, to make a dent unless Houston just – really lucks out with a quarterback somewhere. I, I would say I feel bad and I hope it changes, but, you know, they're in the division, so no, not really. Last yeah, I, week, I don't feel bad. I'm the Houston fans probably do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Screw <laughs> well, them. <laughs> we've seen this happen before, right? It started with Mario Williams, and then he eventually moved on. Then Andre Johnson, he moved on. It, J.J. Watt will move on. He'll get one big contract out of it, and then he'll move on either trade or being released and to be fair Houston didn't want to give Mario Williams the big JJ Wyatt contract that's why they let him go and Andre Johnson is what 33 32 he's somewhere in there you got a problem with 34 year olds yeah you're all old <laughs> <sighs> so Last week, Brandon Marshall was traded, and apparently it was Brandon Marshall and a seventh for a fifth-round pick. I don't know, man. If I'm the Colts, I'll I, I mean, that. that's a steal for me because draft picks are very valuable, but fifth-round draft picks rarely pan out. I don't know. I, I'm There's something about trades in the NFL that I just don't understand. Like, so the Texans had Andre Johnson on the trading block, and they were like, nah. I get that he was owed a lot of money, but nah. And then you see Nada go for a four and a five. Okay. Are you 
are you going to find someone as good as him in the third round? I see the question with Nada for me is he is he is a lot older than a guy like Marshall. I mean, I don't know how much older he is than Marshall, but he he he's worn down a lot more than Marshall has. I mean, Nada isn't nearly as effective as he once was. And unlike with Marshall, it's not because he doesn't have a quarterback who can throw him the ball. It's because he's just he's getting old. And and Baltimore has has filled him filled in that front seven with a lot of talent around him. He's still effective, don't get me wrong, and he would have made for a pretty decent uh, addition in Indianapolis. But but trading for for him a four and a five for him that's I mean that's a decent deal back for for uh, me, Baltimore. I'm I'm all flustered right now. This is this is nuts. I'm not arguing your point of him being of Nada being worn down, but Nada's only 31 to Marshall's 30. Just that's how much abuse the guy's taken. What was that? The last bit. Sorry, Nada's only 31 to Marshall's 30. So that just shows you how much okay. more abuse Nada's body's taken. Yeah. Not that he's not that old. I would have done that trade for Marshall though. You're, yeah, you're gonna I think get. I, too. I don't know how much longer is left on his contract, but you're going to get. He's only thirty. You're going to get the full value for the rest of his, his years, and I don't think he's as bad as people seem to think he is. No, I don't either. That that whole team was was just a mess in last year. I don't under I, I I don't really understand the move from the Jets' point of view. I mean, I get it that you I understand why you would acquire this guy, but I don't. He's not is Geno Smith really the kind of guy who's going to utilize him? Well, no, but it's the Jets. Okay. <laughs> All right. Things have slowed down. Is there anything you want to you talk gotta, about from yeah. the Colts' perspective? From the Colts' perspective, no. I just kind of I'm I want to like poke the the Colts with a stick and tell them to do something. Do something, yeah. Looks like uh, the the, uh, the Eagles soon. and the Eagles and Rams trade trading Sam Bradford and, and Nick Foles is interesting, but we don't need to talk about it. <laughs> it's it's interesting, yeah. I mean, Bradford's the kind of guy you wonder if he gets to another place and just has a change of scenery. And maybe Chip Kelly's system works for him. I don't know. But dude has two ACL surgeries on his resume. I don't know. Yeah. The the, the report that I've seen is that uh, the Rams have also given up a second round pick in the deal, which is just what? why I don't know why you're I don't know why you're giving up Bradford and a second round pick for Nick Foles. <laughs> Guy had like a seven-week run, and people have used that to ignore the rest of his sample size. This is and why, like this an is innovative offense that no one can replicate. Yeah. What do you think of Chip Kelly since we're here? Is so. I think there's only like three options, right? Brilliant, insane, racist. So I don't know. It's kind of kind of polarized. <laughs> I think he's. I, I think you combine the brilliant and the insane. I, I, he's like a mad genius. Like I, I don't know. I think he's. I think he's really smart, and I think he's got some kind of plan going on. But it's also kind of crazy, and he's probably high risk. But so I don't know that. Other than the Macklin move, uh, to me, it's trading trading a running back for an elite linebacker. That seems awesome to me. Letting go of Deshaun Jackson when he did 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 Deshaun do much last year? He seemed like a uh, yeah, well, not as much. He was still a decent wide receiver. He still put up decent numbers in Washington, and he's in he's in Washington. I mean, it's like it's like the 
Tennessee of the NFC East. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just – that one was the one I was okay with because it seemed like maybe there were some issues there personality-wise. I don't know. Macklin is the only one I looked at and go, hmm, maybe. But all the other ones make Yeah, sense. but, I mean, even even like the McCoy and, and uh, Kiko Alonso deal, I mean, that's – Alonso has, a, has two knee surgeries on his resume as well, and one last year, missed the whole season last year. I mean, he was really good as a rookie, but he also has those, those knee surgeries, and, and that's – I mean, it's, it's a, still a risk. And, obviously, McCoy is still a, a talented running back at, at worst. But, uh, obviously, I think you could, you could make a really coherent argument for – Either teams, either team in that deal winning the trade, uh, but I do think it's it's definitely risky for 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 the Eagles to to trade away a guy who is their biggest playmaker uh, for uh, a injury, a you know, high risk injury, high injury risk linebacker. I guess what I was trying to say. <laughs> we are we are too flustered by this opening. I um, am man. It's it's I I'm just I can't even. Get, contain myself well it's weird because our our brains were then uh conditioned to go a billion miles an hour and now everything has stopped and it's like come on <laughs> nate says your guys thoughts on fairly and how he would fit in he's still a target i don't know nick Fairley's the one guy i have i've heard nothing about you can find well, the... jake locker is retiring that's one way to get what? out of the titans Okay, Jake Locker's retiring, and the the future is officially. Uh, I mean, he was a free agent anyway. I thought somebody would pick him up, though. So Nick Fairley, your thoughts? Anyway, Nick Fairley. Uh, I, according to everything I'm hearing from up here in Michigan, uh, the Lions are still making a hard bid to keep him around, but I do think it's softened a little bit with the Nada trade, probably, uh, and the Colts. Last we heard, the Colts were were you know, pushing through, um, but nothing. There hasn't really been any concrete rumors from anybody uh, really significant, any you know significant reporters that that the Colts are making a hard push for Nada, or excuse me, for Fairly. It was kind of uh, secondhand stuff. Uh, some you know some personal rumors from that from people I know that that maybe it might be happening, and but nothing really concrete. Isn't it weird how the Lions are going to go from having the most dominant defensive tackle tandem in the league to neither? <laughs> That's just weird to me. You figure that they would let Sue go, but then you definitely keep fairly. But nah, I don't know. Just strikes me as odd. But the, the Lions do get kind of borked because they never got to really take advantage of the uh, – the new CBA and rookie deals. So they're still eating it on a Sue's rookie deal, I guess, but I don't know. Them's the breaks. Sergio Brown, three years, 9 million base with worth up to 11 million max. That's a lot for a uh, special teams player, man. See, I, I, I like him. I think, I think he's, uh, I mean, it, if if he's just going to play special teams, obviously that's a lot of money. But for a guy who, I, if you're looking at him to potentially play safety or, or be a part of your nickel or dime package, I think you know that's uh, worth it with the, with the cap rising. Um, I like I like Brown. I would have if the, I think the Colts could have could have made him part of their long term plans uh, to be again just a fringe starter kind of guy. But obviously they didn't want to do that. 
Can we please get a signing? This is nuts. There's a you have to be on on the watch too for these fake fake Twitter accounts. There's been a lot of them the last couple of days. They're always uh, yeah. I'm, I click on Adam Schefter every time he pops up to make sure I get a, <laughs> a darn. <laughs> <laughs> did you see the one he did today? I mean, that one at least. I'm okay with this one. I don't think the topic is funny to joke about, but if you're going to make a joke, I like that it's so clear that you're making a joke that you, you're not going to get it confused. Wait, which one are you talking about? So today, a darn Schefter tweeted, the Redskins have confirmed that RG3 has joined ISIS. Like, I don't find that <laughs> in itself funny, but at least it's so far over the top that you you know what I mean? Like, it's not like last year when it was fake signings. This year it was just ridiculousness. I find that better. Don't the, uh, emotions. I like the, um, <laughs> there was one yesterday. It was like rap fleet. It was, it was, it was in a uh, faking in Rappaport. Um, and <laughs> it was like Frank Gore to the Colts for like 35 million, 20 million guaranteed. <laughs> And people and like like a, I think a couple reporters like national reporters retweeted it and I was like <laughs> I was dying because that would have oh man that would have drawn a lot of ire the greatest in jokes man after that kind of deal I yeah Jake Locker says I no longer have the burning desire necessary to play the game for a living. But I'll do it for free. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. I feel bad. For, I mean, he had a ton of uh, injuries, didn't he, over the last two years? Seemed like it was always something with him. Yep. Yeah, he's been uh, – he's only played in – how many games has he played in? Uh, and the amount of games that he has played in isn't the amount of games he's finished, that's for sure. But uh, he's see- – did you see Go the ahead. Julius Thomas deal? For Jacksonville? Yeah. Uh, I didn't see the final numbers, no. Okay. Five years, 24 million, 9.2. No, no, no. Sorry. Whoa. Ho. Ho. No, wait. I read that wrong. Five years. Yes, I, that sounds low. 46 million, 24 million guaranteed. So, like, nine, 9 million. A year guaranteed. Nine point two million total average. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, it doesn't really. It doesn't. It's. I think it ended up being more than Gronk's deal, didn't it? I don't remember Gronk's deal, but does does Peyton Manning get a cut of that? <laughs> I mean, Peyton Manning. I was reading. Uh, Scott Scott Kazma had a tweet up the other day, a, a table of how many like one thousand yard receivers different quarterbacks have played with and Manning was by far at the top of the list he's you know he'd had like 21 seasons by wide receivers with a thousand yards with him at quarterback and like eight different receivers with those those seasons which was like three or four more than any other quarterback which is ridiculous I mean he's earned a lot of guys big paydays okay uh, Gronkowski's deal back in 2012 was six years 54 million so it was exactly nine million a year. That's crazy. Also, I did look up Jake Locker's only played in thirty games over the last four seasons, which is 
a little over seven per season. And that's why he's retired. Didn't, he didn't make that much either, I don't think. Not that that matters, but I think he had one of the new rookie deals, didn't he? Yeah, he was. I mean, he was a mid-first-round pick, and that's, I mean, that's valuable. Um, but I'm sure, you know, you go through as a rookie, you, you know, on your rookie contract, and you're kind of doing your first few big uh, spending sprees. I'm sure that kind of money doesn't necessarily last all that long. Let's talk about the Sioux deal because a lot of people speculated that the Colts would be in on that. And now he signed with the Dolphins for $114 million, I think it was. Would you have paid yeah, that? I know. <laughs> but why? I would not have because it's not necessarily, I'm not worried about this season. Um, they do have to sign a lot of guys this year because. They've had they had so many guys uh, contracts expire. They've got a lot of holes to fill. But even you know even with that, it would have been wouldn't have been that difficult to work him under the cap this season. But it's it's 2016 and 17 and 18 that that I'm worried about just because you've got uh, you've got Andrew Luck's contract, you've got Anthony Costanzo's contract, you've got T.Y. Hilton's contract, you've got uh, Kobe Fleener and or Dwayne Allen contracts. You know those four or five guys are going to total up. You know, I was looking at the, the estimates for those kind of guys. Those guys are probably going to average around $60 million a year, the five together. So even if you take out either Fleener or Allen, you're looking at, at over $50 million a year for four or five guys. Um, then if you add in a, a guy like Sue, who is, you know, who is what, 20, uh, he's $18 million a year? Oh, sorry, yeah. I think it's $18 million a year, so you throw in a guy, a guy like that or again. Uh, I mean, that's just a lot of, of taking up cap space already. And especially when you look at some of the contracts they do have on the roster right now that are going to last until, like, 2017, uh, or they'll still be around at that point. You know, the Colts are looking with those four or five guys, with a guy like Sue and the guys they already have on contract, they'd be looking at having, like, and. Fifteen million already locked up for 2017 with only you know less than 20 players or something like that. I mean that's just it's nuts. So um, I, I just don't think they have the room to pay two people quarterback contracts, which is basically what Sue's getting. Okay. <clears throat> it's okay for the Dolphins since they'll never have a quarterback to pay. So well, I was talking with somebody about this at work the other day. You know. How, I don't know how much cash they're going to have looking at a potential Tannehill deal next year, um, but that might end up making the decision for them. You know, they, you, they do have a decision to make on him, whether or not to commit to him or not. And and maybe that cap space is going to be what makes the decision for them. You never know. See, I, I like it better if you're a team like the Colts and you sign him than a team like the Dolphins because teams like the Dolphins and the Jaguars and the Titans and the Texans, in my opinion, shouldn't be signing anyone to big contracts until you have the quarterback. It, like you said at the start, it starts there and all these teams keep like signing people to these contracts that they'll never get value out of because you actually have to have a quarterback to win. I don't know. It just yeah, seems but like even if you're, so if you're those teams, I think, I think probably your mindset is, well, we still want to be competitive and want to build a team that can can be competitive, hopefully. So then if they do get a quarterback, 
you're already in position to to have some success early on. I mean, kind of like when you look at teams like San Francisco or, or Seattle, how they built teams that were at least competitive without quarterbacks, and then when they did get quarterbacks, they went right into being Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, but but these teams in particular have how long has it been since the Dolphins had a quarterback? Twenty years. <laughs> what ninety nine? When when was Marino's last year? Was that 98, 99? Yeah. And then you have the Jaguars who, I don't know, who do we consider their last quarterback, Brunel? Do we consider yeah. Leftwich or, oh gosh, who's the other guy? Uh, Gerard? <laughs> yeah. Do we consider either, the, either of those two actually good quarterbacks? No. I mean, I wouldn't. Okay. So, I don't know. Yeah, I understand putting pieces around in case you get the quarterback, but these guys are so bad at finding the quarterback. Okay, we need some energy. I need some I need some movement. Some give me something that excites me. The Nada trade is officially Holotinata and a 7th rounder to Detroit for a 4th and a 5th rounder. Okay, so Nada and a 7th rounder for a 4th yeah. and a 5th. Yep. It's not bad value either way. Oh, Jim said just posted a roster update, but it's probably just Adams. Flash, there's nothing there yet. Come on, Jim. Well, uh, so let's talk about the the roster. Let's assume that all the, the moves we think are going to happen, happen. So they get Cole, they get Johnson, they get Gore, and then they have the two guards they signed. Do you think that they're done, and do you think they should be done? No. <clears throat> no. No. Cole, Cole. No. Okay. You said Cole, Gore, and Johnson. Correct. Um. No, I don't think I don't think they're done after that. So it doesn't fill. I mean, those guys aren't going to take up forty-eight million dollars in cap space. So what do you think they do after that? Knighton. Fairly. Um, Knighton or Fairly, I think it definitely possibilities. I think we'll definitely be looking at some, you know, uh, later deals. I think. I, I mean, I think we're going to be looking at a lot of those kind of lower and mid round guys in the next couple of weeks too. What do you think of the roster? Then you and I spoke in our first off season show about where we both thought the roster was. Then you look at it with these pieces and assume they get one of those two defensive tackles where do you see the roster then you know i think this is and this is something i said earlier um even you know they're gonna sign somebody else besides gore and johnson and 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 cole or whatever else they're gonna sign somebody else i don't think even you know it doesn't really matter who it is they're going to sign somebody but the big thing this offseason is going to revolve around is going to be the guys that they draft and the guys that they've drafted in the last year or two that are still developing and that's going to be what where this offseason either kind of makes or breaks. If they draft guys that go on to succeed, then this offseason is going to be really valuable because it gave them the short-term pieces with guys like Cole and Johnson and Gore uh, to kind of bridge the gap. And then it also gave them those long-term pieces. And, that, again, I think everything always develops – everything always revolves around those long-term pieces and, and your drafting, right? Um, and then the, the free agency should accentuate that. And and hopefully that's what they've done here with these you know with these potential signings that are coming through with hopefully in the draft drafting some drafting some studs 
um, that's the kind of your ideal free agency. So it's all going to depend on how they how they draft, really. Okay, but but what I'm what I'm trying to get at is, do you think that they they've built a championship roster even without those draft well, picks? Well, that's that's what I'm saying. I don't I don't think no. I don't think I think the draft is is the key because the Colts really need. We talked about this. Colts really need like young blue chip talent. And the thing they were either going to get that with a huge signing like Sue or McCordy or something like that, which which didn't happen, or they're going to get it through the draft. And I think that's the smarter way to do it long term. It might not work out right away, maybe not in 2015. But it will, I think, if they get good production from some of their draft picks. But no, I don't think. I think you still need some blue chip talent, and they haven't quite gotten that yet. Okay, but. Based on what you said at the top of the show, these signings you do think will have given them enough time to feel free to look for to not worry about drafting need, right? They can go for best player, right, most right. dynamic player, and okay, right. I think so, especially if they address the defensive line somewhere in free agency, because I think that's the biggest glaring need now. If um, you know, if all these these other potential signings go through. Uh, safety is still a big need as well because even with Adams, you have a, an open starting spot. But but safety and defensive line should be the the main targets. But if they're not there, you don't necessarily have to to reach. Okay. Why do people? Oh, okay. It's, he's he's retweeting it on purpose. Okay. If you follow like Matt I, Greco, I, he's retweeting fake accounts on purpose, so just don't freak out, okay? <laughs> I'm I'm just like trying to catch my breath. And also you know one, like have my brain catch up. The one guy we're overlooking, and I just realized this because Pat McAfee tweeted at him, and you and I sort of talked about him in tweets, is Vince Wilfork. Oh I, yeah. I think he's the, he's been linked with Don, Johnson and Gore. Man, I've always liked Vince Wilfork. He's the he's the kind of guy they really needed in the middle. The kind of guy who eats up two blockers and still doesn't give an f about it. You know, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's but he's another guy that is that is aging, and you're not really sure how much he really has left. Yeah, but I don't think that it's going to cost a lot. Like I, I think he would take a two year deal. Don't don't deals other than the Sue deal and the uh, the Maxwell deal don't deals seem more muted this year? Like I don't feel like it's crazy money. The Gord deal seems totally uh, within the realm of sanity to me. For example, is anyone else getting funny money? Like super funny money? What do you mean? I don't know. Has any have any of the deals other than Sue and Maxwell been super out of line? Like usually every time, every year at free agency, every every contract is insane, and I don't think like contracts to me this year don't feel insane. Yeah, I mean the Maxwell one definitely felt felt huge, and I think the yeah, Sue, Sue one and Maxwell are the two I put together. Huge. But outside of that, I feel like everything is kind of okay. Right. I mean, if Macklin is really getting eleven or twelve million a year in in Kansas City, which was the rumor, that would be huge. Okay. Oh man, I just saw another one of these fake accounts. They're killing me. Ugh. They're going nuts. 
the the rap sheet one he upgraded to an underscore and three e's so that's what it is it's three e's but uh there is uh there is a report that the the raiders have pulled out from the uh terrence knighton yeah sweepstakes so that would leave the colts as one of the the top there according to rumors i haven't heard anything really concrete on that one either but uh Okay, Mike Wells just just tweeted that the Colts had to wait for Frank Gore to officially become a free agent at four o'clock before they could put him on Earth Space plane to fly to Indy. Uh, so that one sounds again, it's not for sure, but that one sounds like it's it's probably a pretty uh, safe bet, and I think Johnson probably along with it. Although again, nothing guaranteed. Josh on Twitter reminds me of. Uh... I just talked about the sanity of deals, and then he reminds me of Julius Thomas. Never mind. I don't know. Deals are still dumb. <laughs> Man, I, I, I expected I things still... to go a little more, a little faster. Yeah, it was so that like the initial burst was just so quick and so. I don't know. I said, sorry. All the things I was about to say were going to sound very sexual in my head, so I stopped. Okay, so I have an analogy for the uh, for the <laughs> Andre Johnson Frank Gore signings. I want to run it past you because I think it's – I like analogies, and I think that this is my top-notch, my best analogy ever. Okay? Okay. So, that, that's a, that is a big, big uh, statement. Okay. Can you well, back that I'm, up? Yeah, I'm going for it. Okay, I'm I'm calling All my right, shot. Let's do it. So, if the Colts sign Johnson and Gore, I consider it to a guy who had an insanely hot friend in college, and you know they get together and they make one of those packs. If we're still single when we're sixty, we're gonna get together and we're gonna get married. Okay, and they're like, yeah, okay, cool. But then she goes and she gets married, and this guy like sits and watches her from afar, and he just pines after. Her. He's like, oh my god, my insanely hot friend, and and she lives in the neighborhood. So he sees her constantly, but then her husband has like an affair with Brian Hoyer and she breaks up with him and they get a divorce. And then when she's 50, they, they end up getting like, she gets a divorce when she's 50. So then they get married then. And you know, in your heart that she's not as hot as she was 30 years ago. But if you close your eyes hard enough, you can still picture her as she was at 25. That's what's going to happen here. But. She still has value because she can cook. <laughs> oh no, she she really took care of herself. Like she drinks a kale <laughs> shake every morning. <laughs> okay, all right, I can roll with that one. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it was better when I typed it out. I, see, I'm excited about him. No, I, was I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. Totally muted on free agency, but then. Andre Johnson. <laughs> I feel bad because Reggie's leaving, but everyone, everyone is, was so sad. But then everyone's like Andre Johnson, and it's like the the perfect remedy for your Reggie Wayne blues. And it really is, and it's like they're like best friends too. <laughs> Can we talk about? I guess we haven't talked about Reggie. Let's talk about Reggie for a second. I feel bad now. <clears throat> How do you? Well, Reggie in this analogy is obviously. Um, our wife who ended up dying or a <laughs> yeah. widow. 
<laughs> oh man, well we're we're going moving on to our college flame. Uh. What what are your thoughts on how the whole Reggie Wayne situation played out? There's always been a love fest between organization and player. Player said, I'll never play for another team. Organization said you'll never play for another team. Then all of a sudden organization was like, eh, go play for another team. Well, let's see. Ah, man, I, and I said this, I was talking to somebody, I think ESPN Evansville about Reggie. And it's one of those things like it's the right move though. It, it just, it, it absolutely is the right move right now because we've seen, we just, we, it's sad and it sucks, but we've seen what he has left. And it's just, it's just not, they just can't have that as their number two receiver. And that's what they need is they need a number two. And, and he's just not that anymore. He's just not. And it's, it's a lot like what happened with Marvin and, and the Colts didn't want to keep Marvin around and, and Marvin didn't retire right away. I'm... I mean, it, it's just, it's the right move, but it sucks because it's Reggie. I'm still surprised that they didn't give him a one year deal on the cheap and maybe, or maybe they did. He didn't want a cheap one year deal. I don't know. I, I don't know. Does he, he's gotta be better. He could be a fine number three, four, right? I just see. I so mean, he, he basically was a number three for the Colts in the, in the playoffs, right? Because, uh, Moncrief was getting more snaps than he did in the playoffs. And, but he still, I mean, they went to new England and he couldn't get open. Well, I assume he'll be better after an off season. Guy was well, yeah. held together by duct tape. I, so let me let me first put everything on the table. When the news broke, I wasn't at all upset or sad. I mean, I like I love Reggie Wayne as a player, but like you, I can see where things are going, and I understand that he's done. What I, I'm removing myself from this because I'm not at all emotional about it. And I think if you go from Reggie Wayne last year to Andre Johnson, just as an example, you are doing yourself a huge favor. As, as an offense goes, I am not, I don't think that they're they're downgrading or anything. I am just surprised that they didn't offer him a one year deal for whatever the for a million for two millions for something that wouldn't affect their forty two million in cap space, and say we'll give you what we can give you, but you know we as far as playing time, but there's no guarantees. Like we're we're going to play people ahead of you. We're going to sign another wide receiver. If you want that, great. If you don't, that's fine too. And maybe they did, but it just—I'm surprised the way everything went down. Right, and I think it, it's just the problem is you—if you sign another veteran receiver, you—you've got then you've got four wide receivers really that you want to look at developing slash playing over Wayne. I mean, because right, because Moncrief and Carter and Hilton, those are the guys of the future, and some veteran signing potentially Andre Johnson. It's, it's the number two or, you know, the present. Uh, so it's just, you, you're just putting yourself, it's just easier all around if you, you know, if you move on. And that's, and that's what they did. And, you you know, we can debate whether or not it was the right move to go buy Reggie or not. But from a, from a business standpoint, it just as it wasn't even close. I mean, they, they needed to move on. I agree. Well, I agree that, he was, he, he is way, way, way on the downside. 
I'm just saying, even if you do, uh, even if you do, you know, keep them on, on on a deal that doesn't hurt the cap all that much. There are some. It, it does make things a little more difficult from a from a playing, you know, from a, a playing time standpoint, from a, a development standpoint, who you're going to, to to use and give time to, and and be make a important part of the offense. Okay. Do you think that he signs a contract? Uh, I don't know. I told when I was asked this before on um, this is before I knew that he wanted to play for another year. I said no because I don't think I don't think he's you know he's a guy who really wants to to pick up everything and go somewhere else right now. You know he spent last what 15 years in Indianapolis and he was on the fence about playing what you know either way but now that you know you hear that well he kind of wants to play one more year for a contender but i don't know if there's any contenders that really want to give him you know a starting spot if if that's what he wants which kind of what you would assume I, I assume that he's going to go to new england or uh denver right Just but new england doesn't need him doesn't matter. Bill Belichick will turn him into a twenty-year-old. <laughs> He's the fountain of youth. Don't you know? Hmm. Didn't didn't work out so well when they signed Joseph Adai and Austin Crowley. <laughs> Neither of them even made it through two camp, right? I don't think so. Okay. Hey, Corey Redding's back for a year. Well, that's big. Right? Yeah, it is. Um, because especially with the release of uh, Ray Jean Francois. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Was that a fake account? No, 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 no. There's a. Someone retweeted something on my timeline where Jason, Jason Lacanfora says Torrey Smith turned down five years, $35 million from Ravens before the season. And the guy says, what the <laughs> hell is he going to do with five years? Oh, I see that now, actually. <laughs> I'm, not to. I'm amused by the simplest things. Oh, man. I'm happy that uh, Redding will be back. He he's still under contract, right? Uh no, he's he's a free agent. So oh well, <laughs> I hope they sign him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The uh, the Titans signed Harry Douglas to I what I, I can only assume is starter level money because who knows. That to me screamed Grigson 2012 move, like hidden gem. We're gonna turn him into a starter. I just I love what every other team, well, what the Titans and the Texans have done. Those were the team, the two closest teams to the Colts last year, and I swear they just love to f themselves over. They they go out of their way to make hor horrifically bad moves. If you're a friend or a, a fan of those teams, why? That's what I want to know. I, I can't come up with some witty saying. I just want to know why you're a, a fan of those teams. Neither has been in existence long enough for you to have any emotional attachment to them. What do you, when you sit there and you're like, I'm getting 
tickets to the Texans game. Why? They're like a high school team that plays on a monster truck track. Why do you do this to yourself? Go cheer for the Cardinals. You know what I mean? They're just so bad. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't take long to build an emotional uh, attachment with with a sports team, especially I think oh, especially if they're oh, you in your hometown. I don't know. I, I I guess you just can't turn it off once you've turned it on. But they're so you you watch the moves they're making. I don't know. What does that tweet that you just retweeted mean? Uh, the Trent Cole deal is I think it's still not confirmed. But um, I don't know what that, that wording seems funny to me. His, agent, his agents are specifically saying that the deal isn't confirmed, I think is what the tweet is trying to say. Okay. So they're making it very clear that he is still up for bigger offers, I think. According to Ladanian Tomlinson, Frank Gore said that he wanted to go to Indianapolis because of Pepperoni Hamilton. I knew not that getting was, more uh, of Pep was good for something. I uh, right that, that was somebody somebody asked me about that the other day. That you know, well, because I think it was on ESPN that um, Gore had his best season when Pat Hamilton was in San Francisco. The thing was, Pat Hamilton was the quarterbacks coach in San Francisco for a year. It wasn't like it was his offense as an offensive coordinator or anything like that. But Gore did have his best season that year. He had I think sixteen hundred yards. And, uh, there's, I mean, you still obviously have the connections between coaches and players, even if they're not necessarily uh, directly over them. Uh, so there's, there's still some overlap there. Uh, and the other, you know, the big thing with Gore was it sounded like he was really wanting to play with Andrew Luck, and he, he liked Pep Hamilton. Um, and to give Ryan Gregson the credit, if, if these deals do go through, uh, he's done a good job, I think, of selling the Colts to free agents. The question is just the question has been which free agents he's targeting. I like Grigson much more now than I did three years ago. Two Although, years ago. Okay. Sure. Didn't you like him two thousand twelve? I don't I don't know that I'll ever like him. But I yeah, downright but I mean, hated him. <laughs> But, like, yeah, I mean, after 2013, (laughs) with that free agency class and that draft, everybody was down on him, and I think that was deserved. But 2012 was a little, uh, was, I mean, you had that draft class was so good in 2012. I do. Plus, you love love Kobe Fleener, so, I mean, how do you not? He's he's turning a corner, man. (laughs) (laughs) I like how every time you talk about the, the year when all the contracts are up, you never... You're always like Allen and or Flayner. like you always kind of put it where uh, you're you're you don't think that both of them are going to be resigned. And I know in your like deep down, you're like, and it's it's going to be Allen, but I'm not going to twist that knife in Greg. I'm not going to like tell him Fleener's gone. Okay, Fleener's the one who's going to sign. I don't. <laughs> I I don't think that though. I'm serious. I think I think. It really could be either one at this point because I think it depends on if Allen stays healthy over the next year uh, and if he's productive. And if, if Fleener continues to be productive, they could keep him. I mean, I, I really think at this point it's it probably in Fleener's favor, a coin flip at best. 
I would keep both though. I mean, they both. I mean, they both oh, serve... yeah, but if if both have good seasons, they they may not be able to afford both. Well, I don't know. Are they are they due next year or the year after? They're due next year, right? They are due next year. Yep. I agree. All the 2012 guys are due next year. Uh, Luck obviously has the option, so they don't have to get a deal done. But you always but want to get a deal done and you know early. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, what happens is what happened with the Lions and Sue. To some extent. Oh wait, Corey Redding saying he's visiting Arizona. What the heck? Yep. Dude, you traitor! Man, I hate you, Corey <laughs> Redding. <laughs> but seriously, I would assume right. that's because the Colts don't want didn't offer him anything. And and Bruce Arians is awesome. Yeah. But I mean, you know, Redding, I think the Colts would have. I See, I feel like the Colts would have offered him something just because he's been so big as an offensive guy in the locker room. He's good. Like, of all the. and Well, yeah. I mean, he's been their best defensive lineman for the last three years. <clears throat> of all the guys they've signed, he's the one that you can never make fun of in any way. He's been good. In the in the room, off the field, on the field, in every way, he's been good. I don't know. It's tough. I do like Arians though. They're putting together a cute little team down there. If they just get quarterback, you you don't believe that a uh, Carson Palmer is going to get sewn back together <laughs> and have a big year. Man, Carson Palmer is gonna be one of those guys who just goes on forever, just getting a you know a minor deal here and there to Carson come Palmer. in and be a, a cleanup guy as a zombie. Carson Palmer is like a less good. Monster. Sorry, I'm talking over you. Yes, he's like a less good. Um, oh, for heaven's sakes! Oh, who's that? Drew Bledsoe. He's like a less good Drew Bledsoe in every way, right? <laughs> Neither of them can move. Like when they walk, it physically causes you pain. And they're just statues back there, and they're kind of tall and lanky. And you know that it's going to end with both of them playing for the Cowboys and getting the crap beat out of them at, with, on, like, third 99. I don't know. Anyhow, Carson Palmer is Drew Bledsoe. I can buy it. Was Drew – did Drew Bledsoe – was he the one who kicked the uh, drop kick that one year? No, that wasn't it Flutie who did that? Was it? think so okay you know what nfl sign a bleeping contract nfl network is saying that both johnson and gore are on the same plane yeah here's my question that's, that's kind of what's been reported here's but th this is my question if you if you knew that you intended on signing them why couldn't grigson and ursay be on the plane when they got on the plane, and then like you know we're doing a show. <laughs> have the contract have, ready, yeah. Yeah, we only have fifty-five minutes left. What what are you bargaining over? And you know what? This is how it goes. You get them thirty-two thousand feet in the air, and you're like, by the way, we can only use fuel on people who agree to contracts with us. Then you know what? You're getting the deal done. I don't know. I think it was. Uh... <laughs> 
I think it was Garrett earlier uh, at uh, Smiley Moth on Twitter was saying, told Mike Chappell that, <laughs> that they should threaten to throw one of them out of the plane. <laughs> it's a new Sign negotiating tactic. Sign the contractor. Frank gets it. Well, I think Chap started all off by saying since they're coming in, in Ursay's plane, if they don't stay, then they they got to find their own way home because they're coming in Ursay's plane. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you, you just use that right off the bat. You, we're, you're in our plane. We have all the power here. I mean, that's some leverage. Well, exactly, because if you get them to Indianapolis and you're like, well, we're not flying you back if you don't sign, they're like, well, did you see the size of my last contract? I'll just go to the airport. And, like, unless you're flying them to an island, you have no power once you're on the ground. You've got to, like, you've got to use the duress of the situation. Oh, you know what you could do? You could, like, Breaking have news. violence in the... <laughs> I'm not saying that out loud. That's, that's, that's not news. They go outside the same people, Anderson. I like a breaking news, yes! <laughs> oh. I was so excited just to say that. Uh, the signs, yes! They call Anderson to a contract back again. You know, and Ursay has that. Contain your excitement, people. Ursay has that update tweeted out like the moment he signs. Roster update. I know. Indianapolis Colts agree to terms <laughs> with, sa- with safety Colt Anderson on contract extension. You know what? How many people are going to read this and go, an extension? This guy was on the roster? Oof. I'm not following. I, I'm not I'm not going to follow that smiley moth guy anymore after the, uh, the uh, tape review of Frank Gore. Let's just let's just say it that way. The film review. I don't know. Some things I don't need to look at on my Twitter. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Dave mm-hmm. first is of WRTV six Indianapolis is saying that he's hearing the cold deal is done. Didn't he say that earlier, and though? J- Jason Spells of WTHR in Indianapolis also says that it's done. Mm. Of course, he also tweeted that he was a safety, so maybe he meant Colt Anderson. I don't know. Nope. ESPN is reporting it now. Trent Cole is $16 million deal over two years. $8 million guaranteed. It's because I posted them on Twitter. Wait, it's only a two-year deal? I love that deal. Yep. It's that perfect. Is a great deal. I, you know what? Okay, that's it. Two years, sixteen million, eight million guaranteed. That's perfect. Well, can you poke that in is for more? Literally a perfect signing. I love it. <clears throat> and you know what's even better? It well. Maybe maybe this is bad news, but if Mathis is healthy and you have Cole, Mathis, and uh, Newsom, that's actually pass rush depth. Right? Right, right. Okay. That is. It is. And, it, the, you know, the uh, it's kind of a like a, a weird deal because – not not that deal. It's kind of a weird deal with the Colts 
outside linebackers because they have, what, five of them now. And they, they need, like, they, they need to develop Newsom, and they kind of need to slash want to develop Werner, although I think he's kind of declining. But they also have Mathis. They also have Cole. So you've got two veteran pass rushers, and then you've got Walden, who's actually been a decent pass rusher slash run stopper. So, I mean, where do, uh, do the snaps go? You either think that Walden gets cut to save them about $4 million on the cap, uh, or they keep all five, and Werner just really gets his snaps start to cut. Hmm. Well, I guess I guess that just depends on how they feel. We we talked about Werner at the, I guess the first show we did, where we thought, well, I believe that they really thought that he had taken a step, but then he just got injured and slowed down at the end of the year. So if they really think he took a step, then maybe they do cut Walden and let him take over the uh, the edge setting. I don't know. Maybe. Are you, are you reading but he something? wasn't that. I don't think he was. I don't think he was that good at edge setting either. So yeah, I mean, but that, that's... is he significantly worse at setting the edge than Walden? Uh-oh. If you have to think that long, then maybe you should just call, cut uh, Werner and keep Walden. I really don't. I don't. I, I really don't think Werner's that good. <laughs> and I don't think... I didn't say he was good. He is, <laughs> no, I know, I know. But the only the only thing that you're saying is... Not not you, that you're... I'm saying if, if you want to keep Werner over Walden at this point, you're just... You're hoping that he develops into something more... Uh, into into at least what Walden is, um, and I just don't even think he's he's that. And he's only got he's got what two years left on his deal, um, so he'll be cheaper than Walden. He'll be you know four million or three or four million cheaper than Walden for the next two years. Um, but I don't think he's he's as good as Walden either. I mean, Walden was probably their second best front seven guy last year. I don't I don't think that. That's out of the question. Okay. If, hey, if you want to, if you want to be Brad Wells and cut bait on Werner, that's fine, dude. I don't care. He's a bust. <laughs> I got it. I just think that if you look at Werner last year, he showed something at times. I don't think that I'd be, I'd be ready to cut bait on him yet. Don't you want to give it at least one more season to see if he can build right. on what and he did at the start I mean, of that's, season? That's what I'm saying is that that's what I'm saying is that it's it it is kind of early to cut bait on him. So that's why they're in kind of a, a tough situation with having five five linebackers. Um, it is kind of early to cut bait on him. Um, at the same time, Walden is a somewhat valuable piece. Um, it's just you know it's it's kind of a sticky situation. It's not you know again having depth at, at that position is is a good problem to have. So, well, maybe Mathis isn't back. Well, I mean, there were rumors that he had a setback. So, yeah. I, but even when healthy this year, I don't think he was. You know, I, I think when he was having some success at the beginning of the year, it was completely like uh, scheme manufactured, and the fact that they were playing the, the the Titans and Jaguars in like a two or three week stretch. So I just I'm I'm not high on 
weren't at all. But I do think it's it's a little early to start cutting, thinking about cutting bait on them. So uh, they just have have that problem of who to give snaps to. And I think as long as they continue to make making Newsom a priority to developing Newsom, they'll they'll be fine. I think that's got to be your main priority is to to develop him right now because he's their their one guy that they have who's who's flashed some potential there. Okay, well, I like that as, as our uh, first real outside deal. Apparently, our mate, Ollie Dawes, doesn't like it, but he's a huge Taylor Swift fan, so what does he know? Um, <laughs> there, there's I'm a few not... people asking me whether or not that's too much money for him, and I think it was, um, I think, was it you who just tweeted that you have to pay for pass rushers? So No, but you do. Uh, yeah, somebody tweeted it. I, I don't know who it was. Somebody, I think, tweeted it in my mentions even. I missed it. I don't know so, if Trent Cole... My, my thing would be this, and I think it makes sense. I don't know if Trent Cole is the right guy, but that's the right price. Whoever you're... You had to sign someone to, for... You had to sign a pass rusher. So, it, assuming that, I, I like that contract. No matter who you're putting in that category of the person rushing the passer who we signed if it's hardy if it's cole if it's whatever i like that deal so it does is cole the guy i don't know but it's for two years so maybe not worry about it no no yes okay no we'll see the, the thing people have to remember is that the guarantee is really what matters because you're 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 paying for cole in 2015 and then it's eight million a year, but if he if he does if he doesn't play well in 2015, you can let him go. And it's just the uh, you know it's the case where you're paying for a guy who has a, a high pedigree of pass rush ability, and that's what we've we've been looking for them to do is to get that that high pedigree guy. Um, and he he's been pretty healthy. He's he's aging, but he's been really healthy. So you're not too worried about him like missing the entire season or anything. It's always possible, and I probably just jinxed it, but. Uh, he he's a guy who's been healthy and he's been productive. He's just aging, and so there, there's always a concern for that. But for to have him with a low guarantee on a short-term deal, that's that's really what you wanted. You wanted a low a low guarantee and a short-term deal, and they got that. I don't even think 32 is too bad, too old for a, a pass rusher. I'm fine with this no. on the re-level. I mean, people are. People are going so far overboard. I honestly feel that some some of the Colts fans on Twitter right now uh, play Madden, and they're the kind of person who, when you play Madden, you like you sort your roster by age, and then they go, you go through, and everyone like twenty six and older, you cut or trade or something, and then you're like, yeah, youth movement. Thirty two is not like dead. You can play. People do play over the age of 32 and the same people or not the same people, but a lot of the same people who think that Trent Cole and Frank Gore and Andre Johnson are too old are also the same people telling me that the Colts are closer than I think they are. Well, if that's true, then 32 is fine. If you think that they're close, then it doesn't matter if they're 32 because you, you want to sign the pieces that you think will get you over the top. And it's good that they're finally at least acknowledging that they have to sign people to attack the quarterback like that. They seem to have avoided that. In free agency for so long and in a way never addressed it and now they're addressing it so i like it cool yep. okay it's not it's not like a deal that okay they're they're super bowl contenders now and and that's fine but people it's like 
people were expecting well since he's not, you know, he's not Greg Hardy and he's not Don Kong Sue, so we, why, why should we give him more than $5 million a year? He's a proven pass rushing guy. He's had, uh, I mean, somebody, it was one of the PFF guys posted that uh, he's had a, at least one pressure in 90 of his last 92 games. I mean, it's a guy who he's been productive for the last 10 years as a pass rusher. Uh, he's wasn't productive he as a 4 3 year pass then. rusher? Sorry. Wasn't he what? Wasn't he the premier pass rusher like two years ago? Like, yeah, he was, he was one the number one. He was the number one four three end, like in two thousand eleven and two thousand twelve, um, and two thousand. You know, the last two years they moved to a three four, and he hasn't been quite as good, but he's still been really good. And he's been, I mean, from a, like a pro football focus standpoint, he's had a better grade there than any of the Colts outside linebackers outside of Mathis. Okay, I'm fine with it. People need to get over themselves. You know what Twitter's done? Twitter's made everyone into an expert. Yeah, including us. But I never see. It's okay. <laughs> I, you can. It's fine to say that. But I always admit that I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But I don't people, know why people should listen to us. They don't. I just. I get a lot of bots. We have like four thousand listening bots. There's some people who <laughs> I've had buy, we buy conversations with. Yes, conversations with over like the past four years, and th- like th- that's fine and whatever. And then now this year, I see him like tweeting out my my ten top my top ten draft picks value. What? What? What do, what do you mean? Just enjoy, just enjoy talking about football. We don't all have to like be Einstein's. I don't know. I'm like when it comes to the draft, I'm fine saying I don't got a clue. I don't need to be an expert on on the draft. But it just creates there, – there's so many so many people out there with super strong opinions. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. I'm just raging against the machine. Yeah, the only thing I would be really keeping an eye out for now for the Colts getting one of those, uh, you know, those defensive linemen. Because if, if Corey Redding really isn't getting an offer to come back, yeah, you're looking at a team with really Arthur Jones being the only guy who you can – can count on to be a decent starter and he struggled last year so you, you really need to sign or you know obviously look at a high draft pick um, for for somebody kind of impactful I guess is the word that, that's what I'd be looking for if my math is correct and I'm sure it's not the Colts have like 18 million free now Wait, after the after the cold so, deal. So here's what I've here's what I've done. I started out with forty two million. Then I took eight off for coal. Then I took four off for gore. Oh, okay. You got the gore deal. I took three off for Harriman's. I took three off for Wrights. I took three off for Hasselback. By the way, I was in Montreal when they signed Matt Hasselback to a friggin' deal. I'm assuming that they knew I wouldn't be around any sort of electronic <laughs> device for a week when they made that bleeping deal. Holy, okay, two point five for Darius Butler. I when I got back and I saw that, I could have. 
so mm. okay I, I feel like I've, I've left something off uh, Cole Gore offensive lineman offensive lineman friggin backup quarterback Darius Butler and then there was I don't know what the deal was for Overton but I'm assuming it was wasn't significant so what I did so 42 the Overton deal is worth about a million dollars in 2015. 42 minus 8 minus 4 minus 3 minus 3 minus 3 minus 2.5 minus 1. So 17.5 million. And you figure Johnson's probably going to get 10 ish? Uh, they were predicting double what Gore was going to get. So 8. Which would be about 8. So that leaves them 9.5 to get a defensive tackle, which seems more than doable. But. Then you have to that's worry about considering, not rookie deals. That's considering if you keep around Richardson and Donald Thomas, who would be another seven million. Well, so how, how much do you save from cutting Donald Thomas, and is it better to cut him or is it better to just IR him in perpetuity? Uh, he's he's worth about uh, twenty. He's worth about four million, I think, in cap space. Wow, really? I'm looking it up right now. Three point seven five, yeah. Oh, I I think you save more by. <laughs> okay, never mind. IRing him and cutting him save you the same amount. Never mind. And who else? Well, so let's let's talk about Trent Richardson because I had someone ask me about this earlier. They're like, well, why hasn't doesn't he have to be cut by four today for it to matter? And I go, well, he's not going to be cut because he's going to be. They, they don't want to cut him. They want to avoid his contract, right? Right. Well, the guarantees are void on his contract with the suspension, but I'm not sure if, uh, if you know, usually you would say, yeah, he had to be released by 4 p.m. to not count against the, the cap for the, the cash spending, but I'm not sure with the, you know, with the, that whole suspension situation and the appeal, if there's, you know, there's some different grounds for that or not. So Vincent on Twitter says, not sure in which part of Montreal you were to have internet. I had internet. I did not have an electronic device. That's that's what the issue was. I was on vacation. I didn't take anything that could get me in trouble. So you, you're looking at pro, so 17.5, and then you're probably going to add uh, 3.75 million. And then... You assume Trent's going to be gone, so there's another three. I assume he's going to be gone, so you're up to 24 million. You got plenty of money, and you need for people who are going to ask. I will do quick math for you. That's 1.3. That is 1.2. So that's 2.5, 3.1, million for your rookies total, assuming that they keep the picks they have. Yeah. So you're down to they, no. They have more. Hmm? <laughs> they have like eight, don't they? But they eight have eight picks? draft picks. Yeah. According to Spotrack, they have their first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, sixth. Two sixes. Well, they're missing two. They have two seven. Oh, well, they're Grigson. They're going to get cut before camp, anyhow. <laughs> Boom. 
<laughs> Come at me, guys. <laughs> Laron Landry's Laron Landry counts three point five against the cap this year. Holy moly, that was the greatest contract ever. Yeah, but they could cut him after two. That's insane. This is another thing, though. Like, if I'm signing someone who has like 45 inch biceps, you know what is going to be in that contract? A clause that says, when you get busted for PEDs, not if, when you get busted for PEDs, your contract is void. You know why? Because the dude is going to get busted for PEDs. How do you sign that contract and look in the mirror and be like, hey, that was a good idea, guys? I'm not saying everyone who has 45 inch biceps is on roids, but I am saying Leron Landry probably on roids. Can I get sued for that? Yep. I mean, he's been busted, right? Allegedly. Sorry, hold on. We would like to announce that the comments made earlier were in jest and that we have no proof that Laurent Landry takes steroids, and we were just kidding. Please do not sue us. <clears throat> <laughs> we're back. No, no one else is going to be signing anything, are they? We have 33 minutes left. All right, I'm going to mute myself for like five minutes as I get in my car. Now is the point where I have to drive, which is why, which is why you were in charge of hosting today. <laughs> is it really going to be five minutes? Because if it's going to be five minutes, I need to come up with something to do with myself. No, it's going to be like, it's going to be like two minutes. I'm, I'm not, I'm not muting myself yet, but it's coming in like. Okay, yeah, send me tweets, guys, so that I can entertain you while Kyle gets in his car and drives while not on the phone with me. This this also means that you have to keep an eye on on Twitter because tweeting and driving I have found out is a bad idea. Uh, no, I want you to tweet, drive, and be on the call. Okay. <laughs> Nagel says I think I'm going to find Laron and come after you. You know what? If Laron Landry were coming after me, I would just grab a football and run right at him, and apparently I would get away free. Oh! <laughs> Boom! <laughs> oh, ouch. He's going to knock on my door and punch me in the face. Somebody tweeted on uh, that we were going to get a call from Muscle Farm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is my favorite day of the year. What was he busted for? If it I wasn't, don't I don't think they gave it. What? I mean, it was just PED violation. I don't think they gave a specific substance. It was PED or or substance abuse violation, something like that. You know, was the official wording. I don't, I don't think they ever came up with an official specific. The Adderall Memorial Trophy. Okay. Holden asks me on Twitter, what about defensive end Kendall Langford? Didn't he visit the Colts the other day? He did visit the Colts the other day. I'm assuming that they will not look into any more defensive ends or outside linebackers now that they have spined Trent Cole. I'm sorry, apparently <laughs> that previous tweet about Ron Landry <laughs> with a lawsuit. <laughs> well, I'm going to lawyer up. What is the Reddit saying? Delete Facebook, hit the gym, and lawyer up. Okay, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready, Laron. <laughs> Oh, golly. If I ever, 
ever got sued for the crap we say on this show, it would be the du- like. There is absolutely no plus sign to this show at that point. <laughs> you, you, you said it during what? During a podcast? You heard dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Your Honor, I am. Did you your see that? Uh, <laughs> I'm guessing you didn't, but there. So last week yesterday a week from yesterday was the trade deadline for the nhl and oh then so, it's probably safe to say i didn't see it well the re- the thing i'm talking about is one of the networks had a scroll of tweets so you if you tweeted something relevant to the trade deadline they would just put it up there and some random person you know with three followers tweeted that two that one player was having an affair with another player's wife and it wasn't true. And so then the player was going to sue the network, and the network owns the team he plays for. Anyhow. Ryan says, the actual cool deal is good, but I don't know anything about him as a player. Have any good info on that? <laughs> I, I like that Ryan thinks that I watch football. That's good. <laughs> Do I know anything about a player? <laughs> No. His name's Trent. Trent Cole. He rushes the passer. He plays for the Eagles. What would Ryan Grigson do, in your opinion, if no Eagles were free agents? Probably the same thing Chip Kelly would do if there was no organ. (laughs) Neither team would have any players. Real talk, though. Chip Kelly has to sue ESPN before Leron Landry sues me, right? That would wait, be the wait, basis what? of my defense. You can't sue me until someone sues first take. <laughs> that is true. Somebody has I, You have to think this, that, that either... See, I, I don't know. See, the thing is, ESPN is so powerful that nobody can really sue, like, Stephen A. or... or to skip for anything they say without having to go through ESPN. And you have to figure that that team of lawyers can pretty much handle whatever goes their way. I guess. So what you're saying So, like, is... as long as Stephen A. and Skip don't come out and call, like, somebody the Antichrist. Actually, that probably would be fine. All right, so what do we we do? We want to talk about Trent Cole. Sure. What do you want? Would you like his PFF grades or what? <laughs> no, I was just muted when you were talking about it. Oh, let's talk about uh, it. Um, he's he's a bit he's bigger than anybody else the Colts have outside linebacker right now. He's because he's I mean he is a four three end kind of at heart. Um, He's, he's like 270, and I think the, the Colts' biggest outside linebacker right now, at least the biggest one they've had in rotation, is Werner, and he was uh, two, he's like 256 or something like that. So uh, Colts still has about 15 pounds on him, but you figure that the way they're going to use him is going to be like as a sub-package guy, so he doesn't have to drop back uh, into coverage or anything like that. He's going to be a guy who comes in as a, you know, as a, as a pass rusher when the Colts shift into their their nickel defense, which is really more of a 
So here's what I've learned. He's six foot three, 270 pounds from Zini, Ohio, and he has really pretty eyes. I'm sold. They're kind of creepy looking. I don't know. Creepy. I don't know. He kind of looks like, like he kind of looks like somebody you would cast to play like a demon in a movie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> His eyes, because they're, they're like this weird, like hazel almost like a red because they kind of like stick out from his face. I don't know. It kind of creeps me out. Well, okay. I mean, sure. I'm just saying. I think you could cast him as a really good like vampire character. I actually, I could see a little bit of vampire there. Yeah, maybe. Sure. Clay says... Since it sounds like they told Redding no, you think they are looking at a DT? I do. Yeah. So Marcus tweeted out my question, what would Grigson do if, if there were no Eagles as free agents? And Chris says he would have resigned. Okay. I mean... Well, I mean, he did He did get... He, there's the Browns, too. You forgot about the Browns. It's either the Eagles or the Browns, or the Ravens. So you still got a couple yeah. franchises to pick, pick teams from. <clears throat> Federico says he go Browns, Ravens, and then Hurricanes. He's expanding his pipeline. This is what this is what uh this is what good managers do. They expand their brand. He started out <laughs> as just Eagles, then expanded into Baltimore, then over to Cleveland, and then all the way down to South Beach. He took his talents to South Beach. It's good. <laughs> I, it really, really, really got quiet all of a sudden. I'm like self-conscious about it now because I'm driving. I'm trying to not make too much noise in my car because oh. I'm a very loud driver. No, I can't hear anything. You're fine. So Har Harvin was cut and Harvin might go to the Patriots. That's cool. Yeah. The Bucks released offensive tackle Anthony Collins. The Colts have released Andrew Luck. <laughs> I just want to see if anyone's listening. I'm guessing no. There were people. There was somebody tweeted me earlier and said that uh, he's he's in Ireland and this is the easiest way to track everything the Colts are doing. So you have to be. Professional, Greg. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> now you tell me. <laughs> oh, golly. How did your show on uh, on the, uh, was it last week, five days ago, how did it go with the Texans guy? Oh, with uh, Pat? It was, it was good. Okay. He had That's a lot good. to say about Andre Johnson and how much he meant to the, the Texans. And, um, and I told him, sorry, but he's coming to Indianapolis. Did you really? <laughs> no. Oh. I wish I could say that I called it, but we did. I mean, we talked about Hunter Johnson and his fit with the Colts. And I, I mean, both from what Pat was talking about uh, and, you know, what we've we've seen from him in the last year, uh, he does. I mean, Andre Johnson, We can. I mean, we can spend this time talking about him a little bit. I, I think he's a, like a perfect fit for what they need as as a wide receiver. Very similar to how I think Frank Gore is a perfect fit for, for what they need at, at a running back. Um, that that bridge guy, 
Andre Johnson fills the possession role for the Colts, you know, working over the middle and, and on the kind of short and intermediate sidelines. Uh, he's not going to move. I don't think he's going to move into the slot as much as Reggie Wayne did. Probably continue to work more on the outside, but he's still kind of that possession guy. Um, and that's that's what they need. They need somebody who they can they can give Andrew Luck to be a security blanket. And with with Hilton's ability to move around and move into the slot, and, and they did that a lot down the stretch as they started moving Hilton around a lot more. You know, you figure you can you can move him into the slot more and, and keep guys like Moncrief and, and Johnson out on the outside. Um, and, and potentially Deron Card, I, I, mean, I don't really know what they're going to do with him yet because he's kind of a total wild card. But, but I do think that, that Johnson is kind of a perfect fit for what they need. So if they do you know, finish this up and, and close this deal out, I think it's a really strong get for Gregson. Like you said, if, even if, if overpaying Frank Gore is what it takes to get a guy like Johnson in, I think that's, that's a, a really good move. Big body, too. I mean, bigger body than they've really had in Indianapolis. Right. And people talk about, like, Moncrief and and Carter being big, but there's a difference between being big and playing big and knowing how to use that size. And, I mean, Johnson has shown he knows how to, like, go up and get a ball. Some some people on Twitter are, like, really down on these moves. I don't know. I'm not one to get overly excited about stuff, and I'm pretty excited about these moves. I don't know what, what I'm missing here. We are down on every move. So we, we I mean, these are, these are like quality, uh, putting value in the right positions kind of moves, putting, you know, I, I think pretty, pretty uh, accurate quality on these players. You know, you look at Trent Cole and he's, yeah, at $16 million over two years. I mean, it sounds a little bit expensive for, for a guy who's, who's, what, 30, 31, but he's a proven pass rusher. He's a proven premier pass rusher. And that, I mean, you don't, you don't sign those guys for cheap. It's hard. Like if people don't want to include DVOA or PFF grades, it's hard to give you quantifiable numbers, I guess, other than just regurgitating sack numbers to you. But Cole was, he was the premier pass rusher, like you said, in, in 11, 12, and is still very good. So, I don't know what more people want. <clears throat> He's what they he did we, tail off a little bit at the end of last year. Um, the last four or five games, he only had like like I think the last four games he played, and he only had six total pressures, and he had like like thirty five in the first first you know, twelve games or something like that. But those four games, you look at what the Eagles did down the stretch last year, and that whole team was a mess down the stretch. Um, you know whether it was because of the offense and, and not having a quarterback and whatnot. I mean, the whole team really slowed down down the stretch last year. So you, you're not really – I don't think that's really a – I don't think you can point to those four games and say, well, look, he's, he's declining, he's done. I mean, he, he was still a, a good outside linebacker last year for the Eagles. He had six and a half sacks last year, which was still top 40 in the league. I mean – And he had like, what, 40 total pressures or something like that? Forty-five. Pressures are more important than sacks, anyhow. In my opinion. Well, and especially if you're going to bring him in, like I said, kind of use him as a him and Mathis as as rotating sub package, you know, pass rushers, you know, with with Newsom in there. And I mean, they're not going to be guys you don't need them playing every down. You have that wealth, that depth of position a little bit now. 
I, I think you can get I think you can get some efficient pass rush on, and that's that's I think what they really need. They they have to get to a point where there's always someone who can pressure the quarterback on the field. Like last year, it was only yeah. when Newsom was on the field, and even then, it wasn't constantly. The year before, it was only when Mathis was on the field. Whenever one of those players would come off, you were like, "Well, let's who's going to get Hope to him?" The and, blitz and lands exactly. And last year, that's what we saw was, you know, uh, Chuck Pagano and the, the tale of the 150 blitzes. Okay, but at some point, you have to be able to do that without blitzing. And that's why I'll still say Cole's not enough. You have to find a defensive lineman who can do that. Right. And and part of that, and I think what I've really been encouraged this year is that the Colts came out of, of that game against the Patriots and they said, okay, we need to, yeah, the run, that run defense was embarrassing. We need to fix it. But the way bigger thing that they've talked about this year is, is pass rush. And I think that's almost, that's almost surprising to me because we've seen them emphasize stopping the run so much and you figured after after you know two embarrassing games against the Patriots in one season where they just got run over you know they were really going to put up you know primary uh, you know whether it was amount of money or draft pick or whatever else they were really going to put their primary emphasis on stopping the run and we've seen them at the combine they talked about pass rushers uh, you know here we are we've seen them being interested in Cole and Arakpo and and now signing Cole uh they know that pass rush was an option last year, despite what some people will tell you because of the sack numbers. You know, the Colts finished like top 14 or something in sack numbers, but they weren't one of the better pass rushing teams when you look at their, their talent. They just managed to get it because they played some bad quarterbacks and put together some really good schemes. And um, I, I think... I'm going to try to go next level and outsmart myself. They can fix their run defense. They they do need to fix it via personnel, but you can fix your run defense by making your offense better too. They were just in so many right. positions last year to be vulnerable to the run. And I do think Gore and Johnson helped that. Getting Trent Richardson off the team. Oh, I sound like I'm, I hate the guy. And I, I do, but I don't want to sound like I do. Getting him off the team and extending drives by having Gore instead or Johnson, or whomever, boom, I don't give a... will help the run defense uh, indirectly. Scoring points helps the run defense. I, we saw this. This was this is Tony Dungy's theory of defense. My, my way of stopping the run is getting up by 45 points so that you can't run the ball. And it works until Jacksonville runs for 375 yards on you. But then you go on to win the Super Bowl anyhow. Uh, Ryan says that he tuned in late. Could you go over your Nick Fairley discussion again, please? Did I lose you? Kyle. Okay, I've lost Kyle. I'm going to assume that he did not get into a car accident. Hello? And instead, Oh, hello. There you go. Hi. I don't know what happened. Okay, good to have you back. I was worried there. Could you... Could you go um, over your the Nick Fairley discussion? I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was saying it, and I I muted myself or something. But I, it sounds like the Lions still would like to keep Fairley around, but they're not going to be you know as quick to give him as much money with with Nada coming in. Um, not really sure exactly where the Colts stand on that that bidding. Uh, I don't think we ever really got concrete 
rumors, whether or not they were really, you know, digging deep with the fairly bidding. But I do think that he would be somebody who would, who would shore up the line uh, from a, not necessarily from a nose tackle perspective, but uh, maybe at like that five tech end that that Redding played, uh, maybe allowing Jones to move inside to nose tackle or, or out. I mean, Jones can really play anywhere. So maybe playing the kind of that three tech end kind of spot when they, they shift to that four, three under look. Uh, he's, he's kind of more of a versatile guy, but he's not going to play a, a nose probably for Indianapolis. And it would, it would really be a waste of his talents if they did try and put fairly at nose. But he's definitely a guy who he's got a, such a high ceiling. I mean, this is a guy who had, who was drafted, what, second overall? Maybe. Yeah, let me look it up. For I don't know. He was he was top five to the Lions, um, and he he he's a guy who has who who, who was given as high of a ceiling as as Sue was coming out really. Thirteenth um, and he definitely didn't develop as much. He definitely still has has some maturity issues and and also some injury issues. But but he's definitely a guy who has that high ceiling, um, who is proven to have talent in the NFL, and it's not just he's he's proven to have starting talent. It's not just kind of wishful thinking either. He was 13th overall, but your point still stands. Okay, so, he wasn't top five overall. I lied. I have some, we have some news, none, none of it Colts related. A.J. Hawk to the Bengals. Well, go for it. I'm going for it. A.J. Hawk to the Bengals, Case Keenum to the Rams for a seventh round pick. And the Bills <laughs> are expressing interest in Revis. Oh, and uh, Terrence Knighton says the Raiders made me an offer, but it's not close to what I was looking for. So as of right now, the Raiders and the Broncos are out of the race. A lot of people have been going to the Raiders because of Jack Del Rio, but now I'm focusing on the other teams right now. Wow. Reading that out loud just really sounds like I really want to sign with the Broncos or the Raiders, but they're not, they're not offering me enough. So please offer me more money so that I can sign with the Broncos or the Raiders. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, the Colts were, were one of the big bidders there, but the the Raiders, not necessarily the, the Broncos, but the Raiders were kind of assumed to be the place where he was going to go. I think Washington was the other team that thought really had a chance. So uh, Washington is probably the number one right now, but the Colts could be high on that list. I don't know how much he wants to get paid, though, and I don't know if he's necessarily going to be worth what he wants. If, if Oakland wasn't willing to give it to him, Oakland gives everybody money. That's exactly almost word for word what I was going to say. Because if you're not willing, if <laughs> Oakland's offering you, you know, the GDP of a small country, and you're like, nah, I don't know what you want. That's really dude. not what I was looking for. <laughs> I mean, I can see if it's a no because you're Oakland, but if it's no because the money's not enough, you might have no. an issue. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Because Oakland just prints the stuff. Like Oakland has like sixty million dollars in cap space or something like that. Like they have really? to spend it. So I, I think so. They do. Yeah. Sixty one point three million. Wow. So like you know, they they, still, they have a horrific team. But wasn't it just last year that they were in like super cap hell? They got out of that fast. Uh well it, it was a lot of dead money. I think oh. so. They, it went through, and I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but I think it was the year before. Um, so yeah, a lot of it was dead money. So once once the year was up, they you know it wasn't it wasn't like they had these huge the players on the contract that they had to cut. It was just a lot of dead money that they had to get rid of. 
I mean, but yeah, I mean, I mean what, who else are they going to spend that kind of cap space on? <laughs> Yo, Terrence Knight, and you want to sign here? Well, I don't know what you're offering. One year, sixty-one million. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All of it guaranteed. Why not? We've really got to eat up this cap. Oh man! You know the other one that I was laughing at when you were saying is is the Rams bringing in Case Keenum? Right, they're br- Case Keenum, Nick Foles. I have no idea what the Rams are trying to do, but apparently it's bringing every fringe like backup starter that they can. If they can get Matt Castle to come in, they'll be golden. Is it? So we talked earlier about how tragic maybe life is for J.J. Watt. It's got to be just as frustrating for like the entire Rams defense, right? Because they're they're elite. And yeah, they almost, Quinn, and then now they've got Donald on that defense too. They almost eluded themselves into the playoffs last year, and uh, like they almost screwed up Se- the Seattle thing, everything, just by being so good on defense. And they they keep bringing in like the who's who of the unemployment line. They could like don't you I'm just surprised go Mark Sanchez isn't going there, there, honestly. No, they want Sanchez. Sanchez is the perfect he, Chip Kelly quarterback. It's one of those things, you know, when uh we talked about it last year, I think it was last year at the beginning of the year, or maybe a couple of years ago, because I think it's kind of been a recurring theme. But like every time uh Chuck Pagano and Ryan Grayson talk about how it's good to have competition on the offensive line and stuff like that, and we're like, well, or you could just have, you know, a guy you know is good. Like, that's what the Rams are trying to do at quarterback. You figure we bring in five backup quarterbacks. Somebody has to, you know, be better than the rest. Yeah, yeah. I think it's plausible. They should just <laughs> they should just call up every every NFL team uh, and, and offer them like. A seventh round pick. So, like, they call up Indianapolis. I'll give you a seventh round pick for Chandler Harnish. Okay. So then they collect like 32, <laughs> 32 depth quarterbacks, and then they have like a reality show. 32 men enter, one is our starting quarterback. So they go through like 32 <laughs> weeks of competition, and then the end of those 32 weeks is actually the beginning of training camp. And that's, that's your starting quarterback. It would be entertaining. I like it. And they might actually find someone worth, you know, playing. Yeah. There's got to be a quarterback in this league that's like stuck behind a legitimate starter. That's never going to be next Kurt Warner, baby. He's got to be somewhere. Go, go find him. Go give up the next. <laughs> go trade. What year is this? 2015. Go give up your 2047 seventh round pick for. <laughs> <laughs> Could you see the trade call now? Breaking news. The Rams trade their 20, 2047 seventh round pick to the Browns for uh, Johnny <laughs> Football. Oh man. Is he their backup? Okay, what if what if what if the Rams traded like their twenty fifteen second round pick? Or the okay, second or third round pick for Johnny Football. Who says no for? So like Browns second round yes. pick. So Who says no? The Rams, the Rams <laughs> second round pick. The Rams or the Browns? 
if you're asking me who says no, it, it, the only one who would possibly say no are the Rams because the Browns would be like, they would say yes before you actually got the words out of your mouth. We'll give you a second. <laughs> like, for, we yes. want Johnny Football <laughs> for yes. You can you can have him. <laughs> We we didn't tell you. I don't care. But 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 <laughs> seriously, the 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 Browns don't have any other quarterback. Like he's their only other like quarterback option because Hoyer's gone. He's in rehab. Tried to make me go. Yeah, I know he's in rehab, and he's still their only quarterback option. I don't know. Tell them Cleveland oh, fans, oh. even like even smart, you know, even smart Cleveland fans, guys that I like trust, still think he has like value like because that they're going to develop him we trade trent richardson and matt hasselbeck to the browns for i don't care like Josh the value in <laughs> quarterback because you know matt hasselbeck is a starter just accepting a backup role out of the goodness of his heart the value of them getting a starter is worth them taking back <laughs> so we don't even we don't even want anything in return. We'll just give you Matt Hasselbeck, but you have to take Trent Richardson. No, no. This oh, they do this in hockey all the time. So this is the deal: Colts trade Matt Hasselbeck and Trent Richardson to the Browns for a conditional seventh round pick. The condition is the Browns go nineteen and zero and win the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could probably do it for like the right. To name one of their kids, <laughs> like we'll give you Matt Hasselbeck, and you have to make Trent Richardson. We get we get to name Mike Pettin's next kid, and neither of them is allowed in the city ever again. <laughs> even if, they aren't allowed to come to Indianapolis, even if there's a game in if, like the Browns play in Indianapolis. Trent Richardson <laughs> has to stay out. <laughs> And Matt Hasselbeck. So when you come to Indianapolis, you don't get to have a quarterback either. I, I think this is a good deal. I think we should make this happen. This is why we should be GMs. This kind of intuitive thinking. We would make the most creative deals. You know why we would be awesome as GMs? Because you and I can go on Wikipedia and look up the true value of a draft pick. And all these other GMs are like, Wow, a fourth round pick. I don't know if I would trade a future Hall of Famer for that. But you and I would be like, we'll give you two of them because he's never going to play for us anyhow because we're trading for all these Hall of Famers. Like, we don't need picks because we got like 32 Hall of Famers on our team because you guys gave them to us for these picks. We'd be so awesome. And not only would we have like 32 Hall of Famers, we will have ended up naming every GM's kid because we got naming. (laughs) And then in. In uh, 20 years, we'll be we'll be hiring all these scouts named like Peyton and Marv and, and Edge. All these GMs kids over the last five years. Okay, quick updates because we only have three minutes left. Uh, Trent Cole says he wants Andre Johnson and Frank Gore to come help him win a Super Bowl. And the Patriots have a good chance of la- landing Percy Harvin and CJ Spiller. That noise you heard was... Uh, former co-host Laura screaming her head off. Uh, I, I guess we're not going to get any huge news while we're on the air. Got to wait till uh, Johnson and Gore land tonight, I guess. 
How long does it take for a plane to get there? They got it. I know. From I wonder. Wait, where where was it coming from? Like Miami? Well, Andre Johnson did like an Instagram or something from Miami, so I'm guessing that's where he was. Yeah, that makes sense. Because that's where both of them are from, right? Both from Miami area, Florida area, somewhere. I mean, they went to Miami, but. I don't know where he, where he, he looks more of Andre Johnson. Like he was on the pool side getting sun. You not you know what I get when I walk outside? Windburn. Probably the same thing I get this week. It's cold. I like the cold, but it's been like overdone. We have two minutes left. Let's talk about something. Okay. Um, your predictions. Give them to me. You have to name. From this day forth, three big names. You can have Gore and Johnson, but I need a third name. Uh, a third big name? Yeah, and if you're wrong, it... we cut a leg off. <laughs> All right. How about if you're wrong, you can name my kid. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I love naming kids. That's why I keep having them, just like. So Uh, Gore, Johnson, I, I think those are happening, uh, and man, I think it's going to be a defensive lineman. I'm going to go with one of the Jets. I, I don't know if it's either going to be, it's either going to be, I think it's going to be Fairly. That's what I'm going to go with. You know, fairly. Okay, I'm going with Gore and Johnson don't sign with Indianapolis. They end up going to Philadelphia. The Colts sign DeMarco Murray. Then they sign Percy Harvin. They steal him from the Patriots. They're like, no. And then they sign. Oh, give me a name. I don't know. John Coon. <laughs> then they sign John Coon. Okay, we have 10 seconds. Thanks to everyone who listened. Sorry if we weren't on topic, but no one got signed after the first 30 seconds. Uh, we will talk to everyone next week. I'm sure we'll have a show. Maybe we'll have another show this week. I don't know. Uh, good night. Goodbye. Drive safe, Kyle. Talk to you guys later. Later. Bye. 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 They might not have signed anybody after the first 30 seconds, but the first 30 seconds was great. First 30 seconds were great. So many trades. Orgasmic. Just, just off the rails. It's so slow. I know for a fact we're off air. But I or were being recorded. I know for a fact that the very first year there was a ton of signings because I remember Sid Barry and uh, the Walden deal. Like they all came in right at four. Cherilus was like in the first hour. All this stuff happened like right away. So I don't know what happened this year. Oh, you, I lost you. It's just me. Hey. What's up? Okay, bye guys. Have a good night.